Okay. Well, another fun practice. A lot of situations you guys saw. Um, it's just so fun watching those guys compete. And that's what this whole program is about is competing. Um, you know, every single position group, um, offense, defense, special teams. We want to put these guys in adverse situations and just and just let them go and and see who can make the plays. And, and of course, we're not going to make them all, but um, it's awesome to watch those guys learn from, from mistakes and also learn from the good things that, that they're doing. But uh, at the end of practice, uh, we, we split the team up into purple and gold, the whole staff, the whole building. The most important draft of the week happened last night, just so you guys know, Tuesday night in the football offices. We split up the whole building, recruiting staff, operations, uh, equipment room, coaches, and then we had a draft. Uh, purple team will be led by Kate Otten. And the goal team will be led by Jackson Kirkland, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be a battle. So Friday we'll practice, we'll do a little practice with the purple and gold. They'll work on their plays individually, and um, there'll be a, a championship at, uh, at at stake on on Saturday afternoon. So Saturday afternoon should be a lot of fun. With that, open up to questions. Who is the number one overall pick? What's that? Number one overall pick. I guess you'd have to say Kate Otten and Jackson Kirkland were tied for number one overall pick. Um, just the decision to, to do the spring game that way, why do you want to do that? I know sometimes people do spring games with different kinds of scoring systems. Just, just what's put behind the front one to draft teams to do that way? Yeah, this is what I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to make it a game. Um, I want it to feel like a game for our players, and I also want it to feel like a game for, for our fans. Football is a beautiful game, and I, I want our fans to be able to go out there and watch a normal game of football that's scored the way it's normally scored. And our mission was to be able to build our roster up with numbers for us to be able to do this. Uh, you know, in the future, for whatever reason, if our roster is down numbers, obviously we won't be able to do this. But fortunately, we're in a great situation right now. We have a, a ton of depth uh, across our team, and the hope is this will be a, an annual event, purple versus gold, and. Uh, it'll be it'll be a battle. It'll be a competitive thing that our whole team and our whole staff will look forward to every spring. So Brian just said all the tickets are gone for Saturday. So nine thousand people in here, biggest crowd these guys have been in front of since what the bowl game? Since the bowl game in, in Las Vegas. Kind of mean to the kids, you think, to come out here and see that for the first time in sixteen months? Yeah. Uh, first of all, I wish that we had way more than that. Uh, I wish I, th I think we can pace, space everybody out and have like 40,000 fans here. And let's make that. Let's hopefully next spring we can. I mean, I would love to eventually have this place sold out for our spring game. That is that is the goal. That's what's done in other places in, uh, in the country, other other areas of the country. That happens. Why not here in the city of Seattle, where I know football means a lot? But um, you know, for our players, just having the fans out there for practice these last three weeks has been huge. Um, they felt it in those games last year, those four games, just empty stands, empty seats. All these big plays were made, and 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 the support wasn't there. Um, and so I think they are just grateful to have you know 300 fans out there. You know, one day we had about 1,800 fans. You know, two Saturdays ago, and. Uh, for their family, their friends, and for Husky Nation to be out there on Saturday is going to mean the world to them.
Hey, Jimmy, imagine not the X's and O's, but is this what you envision practice to be like today? Because from where we were sitting, it was high energy, high intense, and they were just going place to place. Oh, yeah. And so you guys obviously missed that all through training camp last year because, you know, you guys weren't weren't here. I don't know who didn't let you guys in here, but you guys weren't here. I'll, I'll, I'll go talk to that guy. Uh, but, yes, that's how our practices are set up. They're competitive. Uh we want to have fun. Um, you know, it's always, obviously there's that, there's that line cause these guys are competitive and you want to make sure there's no, uh, you know, altercations, which sometimes I feel like I'm out there. I'm like a boxing referee, you know, keeping guys away from each other, but they've been awesome. They've been, they've been great all through spring football and, and really last fall of protecting each other, keeping each other safe and staying at that line of like, okay, I know I'm, I'm competing here. I want to win, but at the same time, this is my teammate and I want my teammate to dominate people in the fall. And I don't want to make, I want to make sure he doesn't get injured or, or anything like that. But we want our, our practices to always be energetic and competitive. Hey, Jimmy, with, with the, um, the way that the, your special situations go, Coach Donovan said that it stressed him out as much as it does the players because he immediately has to go into play calling mode and he has to kind of distance himself and kind of refocus. When it comes to the coaches, how, how have you seen them react to the special situations like the players have to? Yeah, no, it's well said, Chris. I mean, this is uh, the special situations are also on me. I'm controlling timeouts, what I would do in, the, in a game, uh, when I would call a timeout, when I would hold my timeout, how many timeouts do I have left, do we have any timeouts left? And so this is practice for our players but this is also practice for our coordinators and head coach as well. And we, we can't wait to race upstairs and go watch the film and see all the situations that popped up. And then we're learning as well. Well, we, we probably, next time we're faced with a situation, we would probably do this. We'd probably do this. We're always trying to continue to grow and, and develop coaches and players. And that's what these special situations are for. And um, they're, they're, they're a lot of fun. And, you think you cover everything and all of a sudden something comes up in a game over the, over the years of the last 20 some years. And then you got to think on your feet and you, and you got to, you got to adjust. But I do know this, we've covered a lot of situations that have helped us, um, you know, secure victories here in the last few years. And we'll continue to work those. We saw a couple false starts and delays by the offense. How much is, of that is the defense making that happen? And how much of that is inexperience maybe on the offensive part? Oh, I wouldn't. I would say it's more execution by our offense because we're we are you know some of the younger guys maybe uh, the third O line, but our, our first team guys were making some of those mistakes as well. Uh, we change our you know we're in practice we're in spring football we we like to change up our snap count. We can't just go on the same snap count every time or those those D line are going to have their hands on the ground and they're sacking our quarterback every play. So the snap count can be a weapon. We also uh, made the defense jump offside a couple of times to get some first downs today as well. And so it's kind of a back and forth. But we definitely got to be more uh, clean in our operational offense to make sure we don't have those false starts. But we'll learn from it. It's April, and we'll continue to get better. Training camp, hopefully less flags are out. And then, of course, game one, we don't want to see any penalties. Jimmy, uh, Latula Gossineau is really vocal, real physical. Uh, how much did you miss him last fall when he wasn't available? Tuli? Yeah, no, he's uh, very, very passionate. Um, he's obviously a really good football player. He does bring a lot of uh, – he brings a lot of emotion uh, to the defense. And – and now he's actually even better uh, at keeping his poise. Uh, he was probably one of the main ones I had to hold back a few times here um, during training camp last year. And 
but I love it. I love the guys that bring the energy, that bring the juice, and um, that just is infectious uh, to the other players around them. We saw, we saw a leaping interception from Kyler today and, and also a TFL, and you've been doing that. Is, is this the best version of Kyler right now? It, it, to- it is. It totally is. Yeah, I've had some fun conversations with him before and after practice. You know, these guys come here, and of course, they're highly touted recruits, and they want to play right away. And, uh, you know, Kyler Gordon needed a lot of work to, to learn how to play corner at a high level. Um, he was. We all knew he was an extraordinary athlete, um, and now finally he, he feels that you can see the smile on his face. He's like, Coach, I I I know what I'm doing now. I, I I know I know the techniques. I know the plays are coming before they're before they're being executed against us. And so um, it's fun watching football slow down uh, for a player like Kyler Gordon, and uh, he's going to be an exciting player for the dogs here coming up. Jimmy, I asked. Uh... Coach Donovan about this on Monday, but the way Patrick O'Brien is playing, can you envision a scenario where you're playing two quarterbacks? And is that his call, your call, joint call? How does that work? I think we're going to do whatever's best for our football team to, to win football games. And I think it's always, there's no like laid out, oh, we're going to do this and this and this and this. The whole goal is to prepare our team to win football games. And uh, whoever opponent we're playing, we're going to put the best 11 out there on offense and the best 11 out there on defense. That ensures us that we're going to get the victory. Are you seeing out of him what you expected when you brought him in with Patrick? Yeah, I know Patrick's doing a phenomenal job. I mean, he's made a a, a ton of plays out there. You guys see it. Um, He's competitive. He commands the huddle. He's he's absorbed the offense and um, hasn't made a a ton of mistakes. But they've all made their share of mistakes, which they're going to learn from. We're in practice. Uh, but you see the arm talent, you see the command of the huddle, and um, I'm excited where Patrick's going to go. It's early. It's only it's only April. Uh, we still got a couple more days of practice, and then hit the weight room, and then into training camp. I'm just happy that uh, you know that room is 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 talented, and they're farther ahead than where we were last year, and so that's going to make our whole team better. Have you seen Taj Davis merge in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, another guy. It's just, it, it's just awesome to watch. This is this is this is what makes me smile. Makes our coaches smile when you just see guys go out there and compete. And when guys go out there and compete and they're making plays, then they're going to get more opportunities to go out there and play. And and Taj is definitely somebody in the last, I would say, four or five practices that has made these tough catches, has made big plays in big time situations that we put that we're putting our offense in. And when guys are able to do that with grit, with toughness, they're going to get rewarded with more playing time. And so now Taj has got to be, he's just got to be uh, consistent, which, he's, which he has been the last five days, and then keep building and keep grinding. And um, he'll push his way to, to more playing time. Speaking of that, who, who, who would you say has been the most improved in camp? Who's, who's taking a big jump in your mind? Mm, the most improved. One, it sounds like. Is there maybe a couple guys that you've really observed that have taken a big step forward the last four weeks? Yeah. God, these broad questions. I always, I always have a hard time with the broad ones because there's so many guys I could. I, I answer direct questions. Who starts the quarterback against Montana? <laughs> we've got a long way to go here. <laughs> uh, the most improved, I, I think we got to go back. i got to go back and review the film, and that's probably a good question after the spring game's over. But 
I mean, you guys are asking the right questions about the, about the right guys. Like a Taj Davis who's showing up, you know, last week's story, Racanelli's showing up. Um, I mean, Jalen McMillan on Monday had a huge day. Um, yeah. I mean, James, yeah, he's made, he's made a few plays. He's got to be more consistent. Um, He's still got a ways to go to clean up his technique and, and learn, you know, learn our, our scheme. Um, what about Julius Irvin? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I hope you guys are excited as I'm excited about, like, our guys on our team. I mean, uh, Julius Irvin is uh, his playing his best football as well since he's, since he's arrived on campus. He's the same class as, as Kyler Gordon. And, um, you know, he's finally – you know, probably saying to himself, why not me? Why not me? Why, why, why can't I be the guy that go out there and start and, and be the next great defensive back at the University of Washington? Um, he, he's been out there flying around making plays, and now he's just got to be more consistent and, and just keep doing it. And when we lock these guys in the weight room uh, after th- spring football is over for the next three months, him and a whole bunch of other guys got to go in there and, and get bigger, faster, and stronger. But Julius, I think, is another one that's uh, – that you can see that's on the rise. Coach, uh, the sticking with the secondary, um, your 2016 secondary has a, had a ton of pros in it and guys were playing in the NFL, a lot of talent. The secondary that's, that you have for, for this coming season, are, where, where are they at talent-wise compared maybe to that group? And then are they ahead, are they behind, are they about where those guys were from when they got here at the mm-hmm. same level? You're talking about the ending 2016 secondary, like Buddha, those guys. Yeah, those guys. Okay. Yeah. You know, I think the guys, um, and if you start with our corners, uh, you know, with with Trent McDuffie, who's obviously played a lot of football, made a bunch of plays around here. Um, you know, a lot of ways he's ahead of of those corners that played back then in 2016. Um, he, he he's played at a high level really since he's he's been on campus. Um, you know, Kyler Gordon still has to go out there and do it. Now he has all the, you know, all the athleticism, all the speed. Um, he's finally honing in on his technique and learning the defense. But I think it remains to be seen where he's going to be when we enter into uh, the fall. Reminds me a lot of when we moved Kevin King to corner. Kevin King had played nickel and safety, and then he was he played corner all spring ball, figuring out how to play corner, and then he goes in and has a an amazing fall, and of course becomes the 33rd overall pick right after that. You know, Kyler Gordon is in a very similar situation where the light is has clicked on. Uh, he he's playing his position at a high level, and now he's got to go out there and and go do it in the fall. And then I guess, you know, with the safety positions and the nickel and our nickel, I think we're probably ne- we're not where we were back in 2016. We have talent, but we don't have guys, uh, we don't have vets back there that have been doing it for, for multiple years, like a, like a Buda Baker. Um, you know, we brought, you know, Buki in, who's who's also obviously, uh, he's, he's made a bunch of plays out there and he's played a lot of football. Um, it's been fun watching him learn our defense and go, oh, I, I can do this and I can do this and I can. And it, it's fun watching him just absorb what we're teaching him and uh, helping him make plays out there. And um, I'm excited about that group. Will Harris, Terrence Brown are doing a great job with those guys. They're playing at a high level. It's going to be fun to watch those guys in the fall. The draft tomorrow. Yes. Uh, is that something you have on in the background? Or do you talk to your guys? And is it just kind of an affirmation to you that you did things the right way and just kind of proud that they 
development? Yeah, I mean, the first thing, we're just proud of our guys. These are our dogs. These are our brothers. Uh, we're excited to, to watch our, our guys, uh, their names get called. You know, we, we recruited all these guys. We've, we've uh, you know, blood, sweat, and tears with these guys for three, four, five years. Uh, watching them get on the 3.0 board, have a good game, have a bad game and celebrate with them in the locker room and then now finally to watch their dreams come true it's it's gonna be awesome for our whole team and our whole staff to uh to text them and call them their families and the and the guys i got an awesome text this morning from i won't tell you woods a gm and then one of the gms in the, of the 32 teams he said well coach you guys did it again you guys have a bunch of guys that are about to get their names called early in the draft congratulations you guys do it the right way and i just love when i when i see stuff like that and, um, you know, when you guys write our story about whatever signing class we sign in December, it's going to be awesome. We'll probably be like 15th place out of the Pac-12 or something like that. It'll be like dead last. And then, um, you know, we'll have just probably half the guys go on and get drafted and get developed and play a long time in the NFL. And so... I take pride in that, and I think our and our staff takes pride in that. Is Keith that sleeper that you just kind of yeah. your head a little bit about? Keith Taylor? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Our two, our, our highly regarded two star recruit. Yes, he's going to uh, he's going to go he's going to go somewhere. There's a lot of chatter about him, and um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch his dreams, uh, you know, come true. How involved are you with your guys on, on draft day, knowing how important it is for them? Do you try to keep in touch with them, or, or how does that work? The guys getting drafted? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we just send them supportive texts, uh, calls. I We've had – there's so many things that happen. Every, there's so many expectations, and I always call the guys usually and say, hey, look, I know they're saying this, but if it doesn't happen – don't worry, you're probably going to go right around here. And so, we've had a uh, we've had a bunch of guys, as you know. Uh, I mean, we had two guys that we thought were going to go in the first round. All of a sudden, they went in the first pick in the they went the first pick the very next day in the second round, the 33 overall pick. When a whole bunch of guys were like, "Oh, you're going to go in the first, you're going the first, you're going the first. And so you just try to prepare them for. Don't be disappointed. Someone's you're going to get selected. May not be where you're going to be selected. That's going to build that chip on your shoulder and, and make you compete that much better. And so we're just proud of our guys that they're going to get their name called. I know that those four, at least those four guys are, are going to be on the NFL team and, and probably in a pretty high round. Where do you think Molden fits in the NFL? Is he a nickel? Is he an outside corner? Where, where do you think it is? Yeah, I think he could play. He could play for sure nickel, corner, and he could play safety. And I think in, in that in that order. Nickel's a huge part of the NFL now for the last few years. Everyone's, you know, running, you know, one tight end, one running back, three receivers, a lot of those sets, which typically defenses will deploy a five defensive back look with a, with a nickel. And um, everybody's playing it. It should be listed on the ticker. It, should, it shouldn't just say corner and safety. I've always said it, it should say nickel. This guy just got drafted as a nickel. Uh, it's a huge part. They put 70, 80% of the time, those guys are out there playing. Uh, first down, second down, of course, third down and fourth down, two-minute drills, and you name it. But I think Elijah is a, is a nickel and a corner, and if somebody needed him to play safety, he can do that as well.